0: Okay, today's shir is uh, Pashas Yisro, uh Ayin, and the first source is mislabeled. It's the same author, but I just wrote the wrong name of the sefer. It says Elahe Mo'adai, but really it's for Karasal Shabbos Oneg. And uh, we'll start with a, a short thought from from his um, from his sefer. Again, those um, I'm going to be away in between the Shabbos, but the Blessed those in uh, in Woodmere, hope to see all of our. Uh, our listeners uh, in Windmere, if anybody's interested, I'm giving a sheer Shabbos afternoon in DRS at 3.45. Um, if anybody uh, is around, love to, uh, love to see them. Okay, Parshish Yisro. The Karas of the Shabbos Oneg. HaDibros, part one. We know there are two versions of Maimon Arsina in the Torah. One in Parsh's Yisro, the more famous one, and one in Parsh's Mishpatim, the end of Parsh Mishpatim, parachav So, in the Aceros HaDibros. Lo Sisa HaShem Do not carry God's name in vain. Last year, we discussed at length, the parallel between the five and the five, the one and six, two and seven, etc. So just to take one thought out of that separately, <laughs> but he mentions it as a one-liner, don't carry God's name in vain. We all carry God's name. We all wear the badge of an Evet Hashem. We must make sure that we don't wear that badge or carry that name in vain. We are good soldiers. We are loyal soldiers, and we must make sure that it is not lashav. Says the, he quotes this from the Chavetz Chaim. The neshama of every Jew is a portion from the one above. Israel we wear that. Badge. chova alenu kulam kodesh La We must make sure that we carry that name Yisrael. Each of us has that name. We have to carry that name truthfully and loyally and devote ourselves in every situation to to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So let's carry that name properly. Okay, that gets the ball rolling. Now let's move on to Yisro, Parak. Yudchas Pasuk Yud Aleph. A few psukim into the Parsha. Another story right before Shani. Yisro comes. He says what he's heard. He hears more when he listens to what happened to Kla Yisrael. Pasuk Tes, Vayichad Yisro, Al Kala Tovash or Le Yisro gets prickly. Rashi quotes Is he happy? Is he nervous? Is he sad? Uh, about all the things that B'nai Yisrael were saved from. Asher Yitzelam Yad Mitzrayim by Yom Yisrael. And Yisrael exclaims, Baruch Hashem, Asher Hitzelashchem Yad Mitzrayim Yad Paro. Blessed is God that saved the Jews from Mitzrayim and from Paro. Asher Hitzelashchem Yad Mitzrayim. He saved you. Atayadati, Ki gadol Hashem Yikol Elokim. Now I know that God is great than all the other gods because I've checked them all out. And nobody is as great. We're going to focus on now the last phrase: "Ki v'adavar asher zadu alehem." Difficult phrase to translate literally. "Ki v'adavar asher zadu alehem." What does that mean? Rashi says it means "Ki v'adavar zadu alehem." "Kitargumo bimayim dimu la'abdam vehem neevdu bimayim. What does it mean? It means "Mida kenega that's what the phrase Kibadavarsha Zadu means. It means B'nai, the Egyptians thought, they saw in the stars, they were going to drown the savior of the Jews in water. They saw his downfall was going to be with water. That's why they made all the babies get thrown into the Nile River. And they themselves were drowned with water. Yisro says, Amazing! Mita Mita. What an amazing God. Asher Zadu, Asher Heshiu. But if you look in the Unkelis specifically, he's quoting this idea from Unkelis focuses and adds one idea. He says, at the end, again, of Pasuk Yud Aleph, Ka'an yadana. Now I know, says Uncleus, Are Rav Hashem, Great is God, Veles elah Bar there There is no God like him, Arei Pipiskama, Dechashivu, Mitzra'i lemidan yas Yisrael, Bei Doninun. Rashi paraphrases, but he says it more explicitly. In the thoughts that the Mitzrayim wanted to do to the Jews, everything they thought about and the plans they had, God paid them back. The question that the Briskarov asks in source number two is, how did Yisro know all the uh, things that the Mitzrayim were planning? While wow, mida keneged mida says Yisro. I knew exactly what they wanted to do and that's what they got, says the Briskarov. V'yishlomah habir bazel line four. Really, the Egyptians, we see it was terrible what they did, but they wanted to do even more terrible things. They wanted to annihilate us. They wanted to do terrible, terrible things, even more than what's recorded in the Torah. It just didn't take place, it didn't get to fruition. Hashem, and why was Yisro so amazed? Because Hashem not only paid back on what the Egyptians actually did, but he paid that back on what they wanted to do to the Jews. How did Yisro know? How did Yisro know? Let's continue for a second. The second to last line. What they did, it was known. Everybody knew what they did. Only somebody who was in the confines and the close knit quarters of the private meetings of the Egyptian monarchy. Only somebody on the inside would know exactly what was planned. And you know what Chazal tell us: Yisro was on the inside. Yisro knew exactly what was planned. And that's how he could give such Shevach to a Baruch Hu. What a Chazal say in Mesecha Sota, third line, Shlo Ba'osa etzah. at that meeting where Parah was trying to figure out the final solution, his own final solution. It says there were three advisors that he had, Bilam, Eov, and Yisro. All three. And the Gemara says what each of the reactions was. Bilam gave the advice, Yisro was quiet, Eov was quiet, and Yisro ran away. That's why he was in Midyan. The Nimsa, so why does it come out? Based on put that chazal together with this. Now we appreciate the Pasik. How is Yisro giving the praise? And he specifically is somebody who could give the praise. Because he knew exactly what they had planned. Maybe they had planned to do things paralleling Damswar Deakinim Arab Devishkin all of those. He knew. The de Yisra Hayo so that's why he comes and says, he hears about everything that occurred. you, dati. Now I know zadu What does Uncle say? The machshava. Even the machshavus that the Mitzrium had, I see HaKadosh Baruch Hu paid them back. Mida keneged Mida. Specifically meduyak. Not just what they did, but what they wanted to do. For the story, quoted, uh, it's quoted from a number of places about Rav Chaim There was once a uh, they might have mentioned it in a partial year as well, last year. Uh, one of the, uh, there was a priest that once came to Rav Chaim and said, "I have a kasha. I have a kasha from a pasuk in Tanakh. In Tanakh, the end of Sefer Tehillim it says in Hallel, 'Halleluah, Hashem, Kol Goyim Kol All the nations of the world are going to praise Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Shabchu Kol Why are they going to praise every? We say it in Hallel. Why are they going to praise Hashem? Ki Gavar Aleinu because God was great to the Jews. But, right? And the pasuk continues." He asked the priest to the Rav Chaim I don't understand. We're gonna praise God because He's good to you. Talking about the Jewish people, so I don't understand. I don't understand the pasik. It says Rav Chaim It's simple. We know a Kaddish Baruch Hu protects us, but we have no idea about half the things that the Umos all around us want to do to us. There are so many machshavas that they have. We have no idea. So really, we're not going to be able to give the true praise because we don't know what we're being saved from. But you, you know all the plans. You know all the eights. You know all the Eitzes. Now we appreciate it. Now we appreciate it. Right? After the Six-Day War, they found all those story. They found all the plans by Latru and all these plans that the Arabs had that they were going to massacre all the surrounding communities. We only found those plans after the war. Now we can give Shavach. How many times throughout history, Akhar Shbarach, does things behind the scenes? HaLua's Hashem. So Yisro, Dafkai, he's the Umos HaOlam. So he's a fulfillment of that pasuk. He governs Aleinu Chasto because because um, the uh Shbarach was good to us, and only they know the true the true story. Okay, let's talk now about Kabbalah Satora. Kabbalah Satora, the main section of the of this parsha. Let's go through the eyes of two of the great Akronim. One thought is somewhat well known, and one thought is, is less well known. Through the eyes of, of the two of the great achronim, how Klaus Yisrael had to prepare themselves for this amazing experience of Kabbalah Sator. First, we'll see the words of the Arachayim Kadosh, with adding a few sources. And then we'll see the words of Rabbi Yosef Dechemir Kornitzer, who I, have, I must do Thuva Gemurah for. That was the source we skipped last week. I said maybe we'll get back to it at this time. I never did. So hopefully this time we'll be able to uh, to see his to see his words. Okay. Arachayim Makadesh. So first we have to go to the Psukim. Go to the Psukim, beginning of Paragutes. This is the beginning of Kabbalah the story of Kabbalah Satora. Says the Pasik. In the third month, Sivan. Since B'Yisrael went out of Mitzrayim, Bayom Azeh Bo Midbar Sinai. They came to the desert of Sinai. Bo Midbar Sinai. Pasuk Beis. Vayisu mei They left refidim. Vayavohu Midbar Sinai. And they came to Midbar Sinai. Vayachnu Bamidbar. And they encamped in the desert. Vayichan Shom Yisrael And they encamped next to the mountain. So... Three questions asked the Arachai Makadosh. Some of them sh- shout out at us as we're reading the P'sukim. All right. First question. Source number three. Kasha. Lama icher hamukdam ki pasik ze hayilolahakdim kodem pasik shalafanav. What does Pasik Alaf say? They came to Midbar Sinai. Pasik Bayit. They left Rafidim. What do you mean? Don't you say where you left from first, and then you say where you go to? Yakum ibershava harana. First you say where you left, and then you say where you come to. But here, first the public says where you came to, and then it says what you left from. Question one. Bula, he says, he quotes, he says, maybe Hashem loved us so much he was just rushing he didn't, he didn't write in order. But, says the Arachai that's question one. Question two. Question two, skip down to line number ten. Od yirtze, beheir od amro, midbar sinai. bakasif bo midbar sinai. Question two is, okay, it's out of order. Then why repeat it? They came to Midbar Sinai. They left for feed him, They came to Midbar Sinai. So, number one, why is, it, why is it out of order? Number two, why repeat that they came to Midbar Sinai? And then finally, third question, line twelve: ladas, lomar vayachanu bamidbar. It says, they came to Midbar Sinai and then it says, and they came to the desert. Again, They came to the desert, they encamped in the desert. Where else did they encamp? Three questions, says the Yerachayim HaKadosh. Why is it out of order? First, where they came to, then when they, where they left from. Question two, why does it repeat in Pasuk Bays? Bidbar Sinai. And the next phrase, Vayachno Bidbar. Those are the three questions that the Arachaim asks. Says the Arachaim three questions lead us to three solutions. And three hachanos, three areas of preparation, which B'nai Yisrael had to prepare themselves in, in order for Kabbalah Satorah. And again, these are three preparations, which we have to do constantly. Constantly, because we have, as it says, every day we have to feel that there's a new Kabbalah Satorah If we felt our Sinai every day, we would have no problem getting up in the morning, no problem focusing on everything we have to focus on. So every day is a Kabbalah Satorah. So three areas to prepare ourselves in. Number one, Says the Arachayim Hakadosh, line fourteen. Three areas. Through preparing in these areas, if we prepare ourselves in these three ways, you got to prepare for the wedding. We're getting married to a Kadosh Baruch on our Sinai. Are you can to go to a wedding without thinking, without preparing, without getting ready. So we have to get ready to get ready for the wedding. So what do we have to do? Three areas. Number one, Aleph. He his gabrus for his atzmos Torah. Number one is our commitment to Talmud Torah, strengthening our connection to Torah and focusing on it. Kihatzlus hu asef hamafsid hasagasa. When we are lazy, right? Going out on a rainy night means we're not lazy, right? Atzlus, thats that's something that 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 prevents prevents achieving our greatness in Torah, right? If we're weak, if we are not fulfilling and using all of our strength, timsa, and that's why ki kamakom she is kerenah Hashem La Torah chosek Every time somebody has to is given uh, encouragement in Tanakh, the language always used is chazak ve'ematz. Chazak, be strong. We need to be strong. Be dedicated. We've got to be strong to be dedicated. We've got to be strong and committed. Three times in Yeshua, Parak aleph, chazak ve'ematz, chazak ve'ematz. Right? Ad gedr sheyomus atzmolel. Chazal the beginning of Pashat We have to kill ourselves for Torah. Right? Sometimes we're in, a, we're in a college course. Oh, I'm killing myself. You're killing yourself for a college course. What about for Torah? Oh, stay up late. Somebody's bothering I'm going to stay up. I don't understand this Rashi. I don't understand. I'm going to stay up late. I'm exhausted. I'm going to stay up I'm going to push myself. That's what we have to do for Torah. <speaking in Hebrew> we have to push ourselves. So, says, says the Arachayim HaKadosh. The in Omar this is the first message. It says we came to Midbar Sinai in Pasuk Aleph. Right? Then the next Pasuk. And they left for feedim. No, no, no. That's not literal. That's not telling us the place they left. That's a figurative message. They left Rafidim. What does Rafidim mean? Rafui Yadayim. Weakness and softness of hand. It's not telling us where they left from. Right? You should have said it before they came. No, the puzzle doesn't say anything about where they left from. They left out of weakness of hand. Like it says earlier, the end of B'Shalach, last week's Parsha. What did it say in this Parsha of Amalek? They were in Rafidim, and Amalek attacked. And Chazal say, because they were weak. They weren't as dedicated as they should have been. That's first preparation. Kabbalah Satorah means we must be dedicated. We don't just learn Torah as a fulfillment but we are committed to it and it is our life. It's a beautiful thought. Just turn over the page for a minute. We'll get back to the other two in a second. I saw in the Shiraz David from David Goldberg. He's a Revan Tells. In his Sefer, he's a few uh, Svarim on, uh, on Siddur. So in his sitter, in his commentary on the sitter of weekday, right? Yemechol, he gets pshad in something we say every single night. Avas Olam, we say before Shema. Oh, I'm sorry, I skipped the, uh, right, I'll start, start with, uh, you just get it, uh, you have to get the phrase right, because it could give us an insight into something we say every single night. It says that we say, Right, what do we say? When we go to sleep and when we wake, wake up, we will, we will talk about your Torah. And we will be happy with your Torah and Mitzvahs forever and ever. Because it's our life and all the days. And all day and night we will, we will be involved in them. You ever think about that the second line of that paragraph says, We'll talk about it in the morning, we'll talk about it in the night. And then two lines later... Uvahem nega yomavalila. All day, all night. So is that is that just the same thing as the Malbim would say? Kafal inyan bimilim shonot. Says the Shiras David no. We start off the paragraph saying Torah and mitzvahs chugimum is part of us lalimat. You taught us Torah and mitzvahs. Alkain, Hashem alokeinu, Bishach veinu What's the obligation of learning? What does it say in the Gemara? A little bit by day and a little bit by night. Yoitzah I'm Yodze the mitzvah! A little bit by day. The Gemara even has a line that the Gemara says you shouldn't tell people. Right? Just Kriyash Mashachos v'arvis. That's it. That's it. So a little bit by day, a little bit by night. That's what we say. Hashem, you gave us the Torah. Alkein Hashem A little bit by night, a little bit by day. But then we go one step further. Learning isn't just something that we have to do in obligation. We love it. This is our life. Uva hand, And therefore... We're not going to stop day and night. We can't stop. We're not going to dash. It's not good enough for us. We start off, but then we say it's a, it's a simcha. It's our life. And that's why you know what? Forever. That's the arachaim akadosh. First, we had to get rid of riferon yadayim. Got rid of weakness of the hand. Okay, we're a little weak. No, no, no. You got to get rid of it. You have to be strong. That's what he says. Now, reading the Shiras David. Got to read a little bit inside. Give him credit. 9 nine. Even though just for the mitzvah is a little bit at night, a little bit in the morning, It's our air. It's our we need it to live. Like fish out of water. At the end of the, the end of the Brachas, Rabbi Akiva was say, how could he teach Reb the the, the 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 um say, how can you teach Torah in public? They're going to kill you. So he says, I have to breathe, right? I have to breathe. I'm breathing. I'm breathing. Interesting, from that story, it wasn't just learning Torah, it was teaching Torah to others. Rabbi Akiva needed. That, that was his breathing. that was his breathing. It's our life. That is number one. That is number one. Then what's the next phrase? Back to the Archai Hakadosh, bottom of the previous page. What's the second one? Vayachanu, right? Back to the back to the Vayachanu, right? They came. They came again. Bo midbar Sinai, right? So again, the second question was why did it repeat it? Right? midbar Sinai. We just said that already. So again, he says it's not literal. They came to midbar Sinai. What's a midbar? Bottom of the column. Vinyan Shani who. Humility. Humility is needed to learn. Only somebody who lowers himself. The more room I give myself in life, the less room there is for God. Right? If I raise myself more, then I'm taking up too much space. Right? I have to lower myself and realize there's someone above. I have to make myself like a desert. A desert does nothing. It's empty. It's empty. Yeah. As I'll say, that's that's compared to an anav, a, a humble person. right? We have to lower ourselves in front of a Baruch Hu in order to then, to then accept the Torah. Right? The Balamor is quoted as saying, Rabbi Yonah quotes this at the end of Perk Yavos, Lo Yadati Sheyadati she Shelo Yadati I didn't realize I knew anything until I realized I know nothing. Lo Yadati Sheyadati she yadati Shelo Yadati Once we realize there's so much to know, that's already a mile of knowing something. That once I lower myself and I realize that I, I'm, I, that's when you can accept the Torah. When I don't know, when I acknowledge that I don't know everything, that's when I will become a clay kibbutz for for learning more. That's vayachnu by midbar Sinai. They came to midbar Sinai again. It's figurative. They came to the midbar, humility. And finally, the third, they came again. What does it say? The final uh, phrase vayachnu by midbar. Va'yichan sham Yisrael negedahar, and they came as Rashi quotes. Va'yichan, the plural switches to the singular in the last verb of the pasuk. Va'yichan is lashon yachid. Ki ish echad beleiv echad. Says the Aruchayim, line four. Vinyin gimel he b'chinas yiud chachamim behis chabrus Shalim. The V'tamim Moshe Yehu b'abrad. Right, that they're all together. Now they're right for kabbalas Torah. We needed achdos. Last year we spoke about Achdus based on a Gemara and Zvachim. Remember that uh, the, the, the thought about uh, all the nations came to Bilam, right? They were amazed about the Achdus. Rav Chaim Shmolevis also expands on this last thought of the Achdus that Bnei Yisrael needed. It says in the Sichas Musar on Source 5, The Achdus that we are talking about that is required for Kabbalah Satorah. Again, because Kabbalah Satorah was given to the Am. And we must make ourselves part of the Am in order to receive, uh, receive the Torah. It's not enough. It doesn't just mean externally doing things together. We have to deep down be connected to each other there are many examples, says Rebbechayin Shmuel that the Torah demands an act, but really it's all about the feeling inside. And that's the same thing here he's going to say. He gives a number of examples. In Ebed Ivri, right? the halacha is, we have a Jewish servant, beginning of next week's parsha, Mishpatim, lo sirdevo befarech. We can't work the Evid Ivri hard. Avodas parech. What's avodas parech? So Chazal, explain it. Line 5, Al tamar hachemli at hakosa zevu don't ask your servant something if you really don't want what you're asking him. Oh, could you go get me a cup of water? Thanks. And you pour it out. Could you do this for me? Just make it because like, it's fun for you to see him like run around and do things for you. Right? So that, that, that's that's Avodah's parach. Meaningless, menial work. So one second. He's never going to know. What if he never knows that I don't really need this? Why is that bad? The answer is, says Rav Chaim, because deep down inside, the point of avodas parach is the feeling, feeling for the Evid Realizing that he's not below you, he's a poor guy. He needs money. Avodas parach is all about the lave. The lave isr. Next paragraph. Isr avodas parech by beniavory. Ain't no isr al kasha. Ella isr al avodah miuteres shein hadon zakukla. You don't need it. She avo bi you avid yudei akla Zuhi aklamoser. He doesn't know it's extra. He thinks savurug yadon sarich lakois The yada He'll never know that he did something for nothing. It's still an isr. It's still an avera because the point of it is not just the act itself, but it's what's behind it. It's the laif Number one, number two. He gives another example. No, line seventeen: V'cheinanu motzi beparshas maraglim The maraglim, parsha shlach. What does the pasuk say? Yom l'shana, yom were punished a year per day. They were gone for forty days. So they were punished forty years. And that's why Rashi quotes Akharashbrahu made them go quickly, because he knew this was going to happen. He said it would have taken longer than forty days, it would have been more longer than forty years. So Hu made them go, made them go quickly. Asks Rav Chaim, simple question you ever think about this? Why were the Miraglim punished for the forty days? What did they do wrong? They came back and gave a bad report. So they just did one thing wrong. What when they were going there, it was they were already they were already doing something bad? They didn't say Alash and until they came back. Why specifically were they punished for the 40 days? They didn't do anything wrong until the 40th day. So what is that? Where it's underlined. Going there is why they were punished. The sin was the evil report. what does that have to do with it? And if the answer, of course, is that the punishment wasn't just for the evil reports, but it was what was behind the evil report. And the hashkafa that they had about Eretz Yisrael, to say something negative about Eretz Yisrael, to convince others, to convince others about negativity about Eretz Yisrael, that's one of the most heinous crimes in our history. And we still suffer from it today, as Chazal say. We cried, We chinam and then the says, I'm going to give you something to cry about. A Bechina Lodoros. So, the Miracle, it's not just about what they said, but what they felt the entire trip. They didn't have the proper Ashkafa. Baruch Hashem, those who have the schus of having come here, hopefully will try to be Misaki in a little bit. A little bit of misaki, a little bit about spread the, the Gavos, the Gavos of, uh, of Eretz Yisrael. And it's always being positive. That's what we have to do to be Misaki in the Khait. And finally, that's the Miracle. And then he says one more. One more. turning over the page. If I do exactly everything my father wants me to do, whatever he asks me, I do it in a detailed fashion. But I have no respect for my father. Deep down, I think he's a nothing. Deep down, I do, I do it. It's all inside. On the outside, I'm a perfect son. Deep down inside, I have, I'm not him. I'm not Marech, what he does. Then you miss the whole point of Kibbut You miss the whole point. It's the job of a son to try to find in the father. Again, obviously, there's exceptions. The Gemara talks about if, so, if, a, if a father is not achiv b'mitzvos. mitzvos, it's not a from person, he's not. So then there might be exceptions in terms of what we're makshiv, but if it's a regular, a regular case, chayav ben limso tchun osu It's the job of a child to try to figure out what can I be makshiv in my father? What's amazing about my father? That's the point of kibarev a'im. It's not just about the action, it's about the layve. And finally, he says, that's the achdus we're talking about here. When the Rechaim HaKadr says that the third Hachana is, number one, Torah, number two, Anava, number three, Achdus, it's deep-rooted Achdus, feeling inside, not just being together on the outside, but, arichu v'yachabdu beliba, he says, to really have it in my heart that this friend also has Selim Elohim and we're in this together. This is one Achron's eyes, views on... Preparations for Kabbalah Satora. Another idea is suggested by Rav Yosef Nechemia Kornitzer. Again, the last Rav in Krakow. Source number seven. And again, I apologize for not getting it to last week. Maybe next year, or uh, but we have his words tonight. Rav Yosef Nechemia, you know where I know how they prepared for Kabbalah Satorah? because I think back to last week's parsha, and their Bnei Yisrael were given three mitzvos even before Kabbalah Satorah, as we mentioned last week. Those mitzvahs that were given in Mara were, if you look in source seven on the right side, Pirush Rashi, Shabbos, Paraduma, and Dinim. At least according to one version, All right, Those three mitzvahs. Why those three? So we discussed last week about Paraduma, but why those three? So it says of the These three represent three areas in which B'nai Yisrael had to prepare themselves before Kabbalah Satora. And you know what? They needed six weeks of preparation. They got it right after Kriyas Yamsav. So, got six weeks of preparation. What do these three areas represent? Yeh Shlomar, Ki Gimel Eilu, Heim HaKhanah Shabbos, what's Shabbos? Kilav Adam Torah. Many people out there, maybe everybody out there, lead busy lives. We lead busy lives. The week is full of hustle and bustle. And we don't always get to think. During the week. Al-Kain, me chesed Hashem. Hashem out of his kindness. Vayavarech Hashem, it's Yomashvii, lokim lasos. Shabbos is the greatest chesed. It gives us time to think. It gives us time to focus. It gives us time to learn. It gives us time to regroup and prepare and realize, focus on what's important in life, not to get caught up. Pirish, ashabas vayamanuch habarah lokim lebne Adam lasos. You have to remember not to get caught up in everything. President Richard Joel spoke in, uh, in Rasha last week. So he had a line. He said, Many people are busy making a living. They forget to make a life. You have to remember not to always focus on everything that we're doing and, and to stop and, and think. But that's the point of Shabbos. That's the point of Shabbos. You've got to stop and think. Baruch Hu Beirach Yom Sheyosef Tahara V'Kedusha what we do on Shabbos can last us the whole week. That's what we're supposed to imbibe from the ruchnius of Shabbos. We're supposed to take it with us. Take it with us the whole week. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday relates to the previous Shabbos. Wednesday, Wednesday we say Lekounarana. Every Wednesday morning, at the end of the yom, we say Lekounarana because we're already focusing on the next Shabbos. Shabbos is what gets us through from week to week. Skip down. We take it with us. We take it with us. That's the first message. Before Kabbalah Torah, Hashem gave us the secret. You know how you stay committed. You know how you how you stay focused and remember what's important in life. Shabbos. Imagine. Imagine a life without Shabbos. Just go straight. The accountants among us would tell you you'd have three months without a break. You won't go home. Period. Zero! Just January, February, March, boom, April! Forget, there won't be any cycle of time. There I will any cycle of time. Shabbos. Shabbos gives us a cycle. Shabbos keeps us going throughout throughout our lives. Message number one How to use Torah before you even get Torah. Message number two Dinim. Dinim. Pashut, bottom right. Dinim is similar to what the Archaimach others had about Achdos. you got to get along. Dinim, interpersonal laws. The The world can't survive without law. Ka'amur, Melach, And it's one of the pillars that the world stands on. That's Dinim, interpersonally getting along. And finally, Parah Adumah. What's Parah Adumah? Chukah, as we mentioned last week, it's the ultimate in Chok. But what does it symbolize? Pashut, Shehi hachanal Torah. We must believe before we get the Torah and become full servants of HaKadosh Baruch that there is a divine plan. And there's a divine planner that has the divine plan. And even if we might not understand everything, Parah teaches us, that's the way it is. Human beings will not understand everything. But we believe there is Upstairs. We don't see the big picture in this world. We're finite human beings. Hashem Hu sees the big picture, and we have trust that He's in control, and He is the divine planner. And that's what Paraduma teaches us that there are many things beyond human comprehension, and we have to accept that. Because there's just we just can't. Just tonight, I was putting my my six year old to sleep, and she says, "Abba, how did Hashem become Hashem?" I said, "Hashem is Hashem." He says, "Who made Hashem? How did Hashem make Hashem?" So I said, "We don't understand it. There are some things, but Hashem made everything." So how that that's Paradumah. Paraduma tells us we can't answer all the questions. We can't answer all the questions. That's Shabbos. It gets us through the week, and Dinim. It gets us through with each other and Paraduma between us and Baruch Hu. Maybe, he doesn't mention it, but maybe one could parallel these three areas to the Gemara and Babakama da Flamed, where the Gemara says, bottom left, source 8, Amr of Yehuda, Haiman de Boilu Chasida, the person who wants to be pious, what should he do? Three opinions. L'kaye mili de Nazikin, he should fulfill the Halachas of Nezikin. Rava so Amar mili de Avos, Pirkei Avos, VaAmila mili de Brachas. Some say Brachas. So the Marsha, and this Gemara says that there are three areas of Avodah that every Jew has. Two are famous Bein Adam la Ben Bein Adam la and the Marsha adds Bein Adam la We are, have our relationship with those around us, that is Mili de We have the relationship we have with Baruch Hu, Brachos, and we have. Building our own spiritual personality, perfecting who we are within ourselves—that's mili de avos, that's perkiavos, that's mitos tovos. So maybe one could say these are parallel to the three hachanas of Rabbi Yosef Nachemya. Dinim, of course, is bein adam ma'chaver. Shabbos it's bein adam ma'makom to make sure that we remember every Shabbos. And I'm sorry, paraduma, paraduma is bein adam ma'makom. Right? That's, we think HaKadosh Baruch is the Divine Planner. Shabbos gives us time to think about ourselves, think about what we're doing in life, think about the direction we're taking. But it gives us time to internalize ideas from the outside. So maybe those are the three Achanes. So the HaKadoshes, 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 and we have Rav Yosef Nechemis HaKadoshes HaKadosh for Kabbalah Sato. So, now we're ready. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, before he gives us the Torah, before Asherah Sadebaras, in Parak Yotas Pasig Dalet. Again, we came to Midbar Sinai. Moshe goes up to Harsinai, and Hashem tells him, Pasig Dalad, Atam re'isem, Asher You saw what I did in Egypt, but I saw Asklamakan Feyne Shurim, and I can't finish I'm going to carry you on wings of eagles, and I brought you to me. So now, if you listen to me, and you're being Mamlachas Konim Kadosh, that by the way is the Shabbos afternoon Shia, the Shabbos, Mamlachas Konim Goy Kadosh, anybody listening out there? Um, if you do that, so then wonderful. So then you can be my nation. But what's the first phrase? You know what I did in Egypt. You know everything I did. What does the Shema have to say that for? What does Shemite have to, what, he has to remind us about the Marcus? We forgot. Kriyas Yamsuf? Maybe we did. Reading the Torah, sometimes it makes us seem we want to go back to Mitzrayim. But what's the emphasis that we have to say that, uh, right, you, you have to tell us, right? The bottom line, Riff Pincus. Bottom line of the page. Source 9. L'chorah, ma'kokah La Haskir, kan don't forget what I did to you. Why is that needed as a preparatory statement for Kabbalah Satora? Says Pincus, what's the basis of any relationship? Any relationship, husband and wife, parent and child, God and man, it's all about, do I care? Do I care about the other person? Do I care about the other being? Do I do anything for the other person? Do I give to the other person? That's the basis of any relationship. If I don't give anything, if I don't show I care, then the relationships can't grow. Hakarish Barhu is about to start an eternal relationship with Am Yisrael. You know what he says? I care. Look what I did. I gave. I showed. I did. Because that's the basis of any relationship. Kodesh Baruch says, you saw what I did for you in Egypt. That shows that I want to have the relationship. I want to love you. I want to care for you. Top line. They care about me. If I don't think that the other person cares about me, I'm just going to forget the relationship. Right? What is that? When a, when a student feels that the teacher doesn't care about them, forget it. The student's not going to have any connection. When a student feels that a ready or a teacher cares and it gives them the chance to care, that's when the relationship can build. Says Rav I want to have a relationship with you. Think about what I did to you. Not every day does water turn to blood or do frogs go across the nation or do the firstborns of a city Die. Right? It doesn't happen every day. So remember, I did that for you. I want you to be my nation. Va'avi eschem And that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu says before, before Kabbalah Tzah Torah. Right? So our answer must be, our answer must be, we have to care about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because a relationship is always two ways. And we have to give. And when we think about our spiritual relationship and sometimes we're a little blah and out of it, the way to bolster is to think: What can I give to Hakadosh Baruch Hu? What mitzvah can I give? What can I? Where can I improve? Where can I push? Because that's the basis of a relationship. Hakadosh Baruch Hu gives to us; we have to give back. Well-known thought from V'Desler, Mechel Melio, source number eleven, where he writes: "Hergano He says, many think we love, and therefore we give. Says of Dessler, it's just the opposite. We give, and therefore we love. Many people think, oh, a parent loves a child, and therefore they give to the child. No. Why does a parent love a child? Because the parent gave so much to the child. The more I put into something, the more I'm connected to it. The more I feel for it. havdil. if somebody works on a project for so long, they put their kishkes into something, so they have a connection to that. They love that project because they gave to it. The more giving there is, the more love there is. If I plant a tree with a lot of hard work. I feel for that tree. Oh, Anything. If I build in the house, if I, I walk into a play, I put a bookcase together, oh, oh, if I just bought the bookcase, I wouldn't have such feelings. Right? Oh, look what I did. It's great. It gives me a good feeling because I'm connected to it because I gave to it. The more I give, if I give, that breeds love. And therefore he writes, you want to love more, the basis of a relationship, then give more. Then give more. Focus on the giving, not on the taking. That's how relationships grow. If both sides are interested in the giving. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I took you out of mis- I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm giving. I gave you ten makas. I gave you kriyas yamsav, I'm giving. Now you're going to give back something to me. you got to give me a and nishma. you got to give me a commitment. Because that's the basis of a relationship. It's all based on giving. That's Rav Pinkus as he says, ichpatiyut." Kodesh Baruch who cares about us, we have to show that we care about a Kodesh Baruch. Okay. Got to talk about this. There's a, difference a little bit. So at least one of them. A Barbanel. Source 12. I don't think we've ever done an a Abarbanel yet. I'm not sure. I shouldn't say that. Maybe we did. I don't remember. But uh, we don't do them so often. A as you know, um, had every story in the Torah. He starts off with about 20 questions. He says, this parak; these are the 20 questions. And then he has one Mahalach, and he says, and this answers question 6, and now you knock off question 8, and then he knocks off question this. So, if somebody likes that style, that's what they focus on. They read all the questions, and they have all the answers. So, question 13. In Perek Yutes, on Aser, on HaDibris, uh, on, on Maimad Arsina, he asks as follows. line Source 12 is the question, and Source 13 is the answer. It's about 10 pages later. HaSheila Yudgimel. Bi Aseris the Bechlal ve'inyanam Kihiyine hahazmanochi has been a baruch Hu Maimed. Kurdish baruch prepared a lot for this. He got us ready. Don't go near the mountain, right? But you might be matar yourselves for three days. It's a lot of achanis. We just spoke about it for this amazing, amazing event. Shouldn't Maimed R-Sinai have been. An amazingly amazing philosophical, intellectual experience where we see the metaphysical, and we're like blown away. And, and it's very hard to understand these these ideas that we had I have a moment at Sinai, and all of a sudden we reach the level, wow, unbelievable. We understand things that we never be able to understand before. It should have been the highest. Event in our history. How does God run the world? Shouldn't all of those been what God wanted to show us? And Sinai, this most amazing event for His nation. Line nine. How did God create the world? And are all the the luminaries are they alive? How do the orbits go? Shouldn't that have been what my Arsena was about? And what instead do we have? Don't kill. We needed so much, Achana, to hear that. Don't steal, don't kidnap. I, I needed to be matar myself for three days to hear the words don't kidnap. They're very deep. I have difficulty understanding what God means there. Don't steal. Don't don't be Mizanna. This is what? Honor your parents. These aren't the most difficult mitzvahs or averas to understand. Ask the Abarbanel. So what was the what was the Maimon Arsini all about? What was the purpose of it? What was the purpose of the event? It wasn't obviously it was special. Something happened. But you read the you read the the, the mitzvahs that were given. Yeah, those mitzvahs? Maybe give one I'll go into that a little more in depth. Alright, what God's about. But these are the adibras that were given? Why these? These are so mundane, so simple. Says the Abar Benel, 13. It was not supposed to be a majorly philosophical event. That was not the purpose of Maimed sinai Okay, he's taking a stand here. I don't know if the Raman would agree to this. But he says, knowledge of this, knowledge of this will not bring somebody to ultimate success. And then he quotes a very charif line. If the whole world were philosophers, would we, would we be better off? Says the Abba you know what Maimad Sinai was about? There was one purpose. One purpose. Quotes, skip, skipping down. He says the purpose was, where are we going to start from? Might be on the next, uh, next page. Next page, let's read it at the end. The one purpose was to show that Akadosh Baruch Hu is involved in our lives. And he didn't just create the world. And he's not just a mashgiach, he's so awesome and great, he doesn't care about the lowliness. You no, know, the purpose of my mother Sina was to say, I am involved in every detail of life. The Hera, line 8 on top. The He, dafka gave us laws about our everyday lives to tell me I care and I am involved in your life. Don't steal from him because I'm going to have to get involved and give it back. Don't take somebody else's wife. Not supposed, everything. Don't kill because I'm involved. What do you mean? Kodesh Barucho's up there. No, he's not up there. He's down here. And the most mundane laws honor your parents. Of course, he gives. That's the background. I'm, I'm, I'm going to testify falsely in, in court? right? Yeah, yes. I'm involved in court. I'm involved in your lives. That's what it's supposed to be. That's the experience. Dibra line 12. Shishmiya LaAmo. His Shri bi U It implanted in them the Yidiya and the Hashkacha and the love that he has for us and the sinna that he has for actions that he does not, that he does not condone. So this is what Ma'am and is about. That HaKadosh Baruch in his great Romamus, he's involved in our lives. I remember seeing once the name of Reb Solomon that we write. We say in uh, Asher Yatsar, Asher Yatsar, and We say of Nekisei It's revealed in front of your great throne. If one of my openings is closed, if one of my closures are open, forget it. Do we ever have that other phrase anywhere? Goliv Yaduol of Nekisei In front of your amazing holy throne are my little openings. That's, that's, that's where we use the Lashon, Goli Viadu'ah. It should be like the beginning to Rosh Hashanah's Musaf. Goli Viadu'ah, that you judge us today. No. Every time we come out of the bathroom, we say, Hashem, in front of your Kisei Hakovid, you know that if my nostrils get closed, then I can't breathe. Dafka. Dafka. We use that Lashon there. The most mundane activity that we do, the most animalistic activity, the Kodesh Hu's Kisei HaKavid is right there. The Hashgacha that he has, is is on all of our all of our activities. That's the experience, says the Abarbanel, of Mayim and Harsin. Okay, two more thoughts. One, just a, uh, a remez, and one, uh, a final uh, message. The Balaturim, on the Pasuk now after. So we spoke about, we did one of the Dibros, one message about the Dibros. Now we get to afterwards. So after the Mayim and Harsinai, the Pasuk says, source 15, Vayar ha'am vayanu'u, the, the nation saw and they were scared. They shook. They stood back. Chazal said that there are no is left and then they came back. The Balaturim says, and they shook. They shook at Mount Sinai. That is a source for shuckling. That is a source for shuckling. Al-Kain. We shake. We shake when we learn, we shake when we daven. We shook at Maimad Sinai, so we shake whenever we learn. When we daven is also an experience, a divine experience, and that's what the Ramah quotes. The Ramah quotes in our Achayim. The our are, are, are shake when they learn. We're shake when we shake, we should think about why we're shaking, right? We're thinking about where it's a, it's a reenactment of, of Harsinai, uh, right? The Mefarshim explained, maybe it's hinted to in the Pasuk, All my bones say it. My whole body's into it. My whole body, all my bones, cry out to Hashem. And he even adds, in the Old Testament Torah, he adds from the Orchus Chaim, that the Torah, the Medrash says, line 7, the Torah was only given Bischus hishtachavoyah. The Torah was given in the zchus that we bow down by Harsina Umikan So what do you learn from here? You have to bow when you learn. You have to bow. When do we bow? We have to go bow down when we learn? That's that's the shuckling. We're bowing. Every time we shuckle, every time we shuckle, we're bowing. We're bowing. We gotta think about it. Every every little act we do is significant. And then he quotes in the bottom. He says, maybe that's shot and something that we say that we also... We, so many things we say we don't think about. In Brich Shmei, the Zohar from Parshish Yakel which we say whenever we take out the Torah. Because the Zohar says that when we take out the Torah to Lane, Bethlehem, tomorrow morning we're going to take out the Torah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is so happy. He's so excited. He says, ask me anything you want. Ask me anything you want. And that's why we say Brich Shmei. Because Brich Shmei is about give me a yomim and give me children who are sadikim. And... That's what Hashem says. We have to realize what Bruch is. So in Bruch we say, <speaking in Hebrew> I am the servant of Hashem. <speaking in Hebrew> I bow down in front of him. <speaking in Hebrew> and I bow down in front of his Torah. <speaking in Hebrew> always. I'm constantly bowing down in front of him, him and his Torah. When was the last time we bowed down in front of his Torah? And we do it all the time we say. <speaking in Hebrew> We're always bowing to the Torah. When are we always bowing? Ah, oh, we're, we're shuckling. when we learn. we when we learn. That's a hishtachavoyah. That's what we're bowing. And that's bechalidan b'idan. That's the kavana that we say in Bruch Shmei, but it all comes from this week's Parsha. Vayar ha'am Nu'u. Okay, one more. One more thought going back to the beginning of the Parsha. Back right to the beginning of the Parsha. Again, Yisro is, could going to have a couple of shirim on Yisro, a couple of weeks of shirim on Yisro, but we've got to leave room for each year. Back to the beginning of the parasha, the pasuk we already mentioned. Pasuk Yud Aleph. Yud Ches Yud Aleph. Uh, our previous pasuk. Yud Ches Yud. Yisro hears about everything. And what does he say? Vayom Yisro, Baruch Hashem. Asher Hitzil Yad Mitzrayim Yad Parah. Blessed is Hashem that saved you. Saved you from Mitzrayim. God is awesome. Baruch Hashem. The Medrash says, it's quoted in source 16. The Yisra Medrish. The Medrash says, Moshe and the Jewish people should have been embarrassed. They should have been embarrassed. Why? Because none of them said Baruch Hashem until Yisro came along and said it. He was the first one! Baruch Hashem! He was the first one. And the question is, what's Baruch Hashem? Baruch Hashem what? What B'nai sang was Yashir. Right? That's, that's not good enough. Right? Noach brought a karbon when he came out of the teva. Right? Adam brought karbonus. They sang Shira hayam. Right? Not for now, but to put in brackets, if you want to look, some of you out there might be saying, hey, didn't Eliezer Evet Avraham say barach Hashem when he found Rivka? That's true. So you look in the Nitzv's commentary on that Pasuk. So he he talks about it. Uh, what's the difference? Why isn't that one counted? But as the... What? What's the difference? Says the Shem Anatov. Quoted source sixteen from the Tiferes Shlomo. Why was Yisro different? He was the first one to say Baruch Hashem about a tova that happened to somebody else. That was the godless of his Baruch Hashem. But Yisro said as Yashir, but they were saved. They went through it. Adam, Noah, Yisro comes. He hears about all the amazing events that happened to Klal Yisrael. Baruch Hashem. That was his godless. When he feels so good about somebody else getting something, that he says Baruch Hashem, and that's exactly he says it. It's even hinted to in a in a uh, in the pasuk the fact that he gets his avav added onto his name. Yeser Yisro, feel free to read that. But this is exactly what the Ramban says is the root to the Kamoha. And that is, it's impossible. I'm going to love my friend like I love myself. It's impossible. I will always come first. And you know what? The halakha says I come first. Right? If I have a water bottle, I'm in the desert. There's only room for, well, only water for one of us. I drink it. Chayekha Kodmin. I drink it. So what does mean? Says the Ramban. It means that we have to feel just as good when somebody else wins something or a goodness happens to them as we'd feel ourselves if somebody else has a simcha we have to try to condition ourselves to feel so happy that they got something rahman al on the opposite as well if there's a tsara we have to learn from Yisrael. that was the godless Yisrael was the first one to say baruch hashem when he didn't even get anything from the event baruch hashem asher Hitzel aschem that's the godless that he showed that he that he saved you so let us all learn from Yisro. we had a lot of discussions about achdus and inner feelings tonight, but we have to realize that's what my is about. The Torah is Litzari Vesabrios to bring us, Rabbi Lamb once said, that the Medra says that the Torah was given Litzro Vesabrios. Litzrof literally means to refine. Like a tsurfe fey you refine copper. But also, he says, maybe it's metsarif asabrios to be metsarif them to combine them, and that's what we have in this parsha. We have a lot of achdus, and we have a Yisro Baruch Hashem feeling for others. Baruch Hashem, we should all come believe echad va'yichasham yisol har. We should be zochah to stand by the by the har ha'maria very soon altogether.